And gentlemen, we are back coming to you live from Lincoln, Nebraska. We have an unbelievable show, probably our best one of all time. We started out real rough. <laughs> Recording software decided not to work after an update, had to find some serious mental adversity. We got through it. Uh, we're going to talk to you about one of the best weekends of sports we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot in college football. Georgia loses. Uh, Georgia beats Tennessee. Notre Dame yep. beats Clemson. LSU yep. beats Alabama. Astros win it. the World Series. And none of it probably compares to the NFL season, uh, the NFL weekend we had. I am joined, of course, by my good friend Scott Wyman. Scott, Scotty, how you doing? Doing good, Joe. Doing good. Doing good? Hell Tough yeah. weekend. We lost. I'm done coaching for the season. <laughs> More time to focus on the pod. Yep. Uh, do we want to start uh, with maybe a storyline in the World Series? You probably don't know about anybody not related to the Red Sox. Probably don't know about it. You about the Phillies theme song for this last year? No. Dancing on my own. Dancing on my own. Dancing by myself. Dancing by uh, what's his face? Yes. Buddy with the hair. Yeah. The white hair. Yeah. Why is that a story? So, Kyle Schwarber, the. Uh, Maybe the MVP. Well, no, not uh, Bryce Harper, obviously. Yeah, MVP of the Phillies this year. But Kyle Schwarber, definitely second best player on that team this past year. Hit like 45 home runs. Used to be on the Red Sox. Last year, the Red Sox made the ALCS. Their theme song was Dancing on My Own. Kyle Schwarber goes over to the Phillies. They start playing Dancing on My Own as their theme song. Literally just ripped it off. That's the storyline? Yeah. And so I was... People were pissed. <laughs> Red Sox fans were pissed. People were like, what the fuck? That's fucking You can't crazy. just take someone's thing, you know? I guess. I mean, they did. I mean, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty mass hole move. Um, but before we get into any of that... Um, Shout out Kyle from Waltham. But. Sure. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We appreciate you guys. Help us help ourselves uh, grow this thing. We have high, uh, high hopes, and uh, we're going to get there. We appreciate you guys. Um, let's actually start with some another unfortunate weekend in Nebraska football. Nebraska goes mm-hmm. against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much hope going into the game, but of course, in a very Nebraska fashion, they give us hope just to take it away. Nebraska comes out strong. Um, really just a disaster of a game uh, after halftime. Came out were looking you, were you really good. Who started at quarterback? I was not surprised. It seemed like that was. Seems uh, like everybody around the organization likes Chuba better than everyone else watched just the game. So it leads me to believe that Chuba, when the lights aren't on, pretty good player. Right? Which is he very must be a really good practice player. Which is very disappointing. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. But Logos Mothers comes in, he shows a little he shows something. He played pretty well for the snaps he got. Yeah, he's got <laughs> you know, he's got Moxie. He's doing some things. He's got some Moxie. Stuff's happening. I think the biggest problem with Smothers right now is the cap on how far he can throw the football is like 45 yards downfield. So it lets the defenses play a lot tighter to the line of scrimmage and you're not worried about that deep ball. I don't know what happened because he was a state track champion at Alabama. I don't know if he it's just... He looks fast. He's really He looks fast. fast. They just like It really seems athlete. like Whipple just doesn't want to design many runs for him. It's just not what Whipple's thing has been. Mm-mm. That's just not his style. No, and I saw, I saw a lot of people calling for Whipple's job. 
Um, I don't think that's going to happen. You, you, you got three more games. You got three more games left. <laughs> this is good chances. You really want to like pull another coach, you know what I mean? This like, is a very good chance this is his last year coaching ever. He's probably retiring after this. There's, I mean, this season's done. There's no, ch- I mean, if you were to beat Michigan and win out, you'd get to a bowl game. Like, it's not, we can't even win the West. There's really, there's no hope for the season. But like I said, very disappointing. However, probably the best thing for the program, uh, all things considered, a if, lot of if you win Mickey that game, talk is cooling off a little bit. If you win that game, then Mickey Joseph has some steam. And again, we are not saying he cannot be the head coach and he wouldn't do a good job. It's just there are a lot of proven entities out there that are really hard to argue against. Um, I heard a lot of people in our comments, people at least watching our stuff do not want Mickey Joseph to be the head coach. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not necessarily what we see on Twitter, different audiences. Right. Um, But ultimately, I mean, kind of a weird weekend for the coaching candidates. Bill O'Brien might be out soon as the OC in Alabama if they lose a second game. Um, Yeah, his, his shine has definitely cooled off substantially. Feels like it's happening with a lot of guys. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's always gonna happen as the season goes along. But Leipold, I still like really respect what he's done with Kansas. Kansas mm-hmm. now bowl eligible, six and three. There were two programs since I want to say 2017. Yeah, that had not gone to a bowl. They were Kansas and Nebraska. Kansas no, is going bowling. We are not. This sucks. Which dude. really, what that shows you is we gave Scott Frost way too much time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way too much time and there are still people we got so much play from that covid year we should have canned them then there are still people saying we didn't give Skip Fro- scott frost enough time which is just like <laughs> other world that's like the biggest iq thing i've ever heard like most big brain you got to give a guy five six seven eight nine ten years scott frost was not going to work. you didn't right. come close to working. i would say like if your expectations is to win 10 games yeah you got to give a guy five years if your expectations <laughs> to go to a bowl game <laughs> i think two or three years is enough yeah clearly it just was not especially working. in today's college football landscape with where you get you know a one free pass sometimes two free passes in the transfer portal where you can bring guys in right away and also we are a school that will pay teams to come like yeah, yeah you're yeah. given we, you're giving yeah. yourself two wins every year didn't even get one of those like every year couldn't get committed oh. wins and it just it it hate talking about the, this negative stuff first all right hate it but it i gets mean the people going it it moves the it's just what uh, why don't i look up here you this was scott frost's tenure was so fucking bad and every time we play a football game all i can think about is how fucking horrendous his coach i mean like if Mickey Joseph were the coach next year, I'm like, oh, we're at least going to a bowl game. I think that would for sure happen. Probably. We'd be around that. Yeah. I think that would be fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say, I think Mickey Joseph has had a better Nebraska head coaching career than Scott Frost by mm-hmm. a lot. And it's just like, I don't, you know, you hear a lot of stories, you know, who know? I mean, we know certainly some of them are true um, about Frost. It's just like, I mean, Trev Alberts had to have wanted him gone the second he stepped on campus. Yeah, I mean, and everything that has come out since then, either through like and some of this, or, some of this stuff, we should say we heard far before. This is not just yeah, since. yeah. yeah. I, a lot of stuff was coming out. So Harrison, um, someone who I know, who played for him, Legend. said that it was a different guy in 2019, and that's kind of what has been going around. That stuff really changed around the program after that season, because that was sort of like, 
I think 2019 was his worst year in terms of the coaching mistakes that he made. Mm -hmm. That was when we were like, we kind of started to notice like, oh, these are some serious coaching errors. These are some mistakes that that don't take like a genius to avoid. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though that was probably on paper the best team. Uh, It was like the worst man. That was five wins, right? Yeah, five wins. Um, You lost several games because you didn't have a second uh, kicker on the roster. Um, And then, you know, kept continuing to not be able to find one throughout the season. Um, They... (laughs) Lost. Hey, they found Harrison. Harrison's a hell. They found Harrison. They found Man, Harrison. what did he have? The hardest kicked field goal hardest in Nebraska history? The 27-yard field goal anybody's ever seen. You're goddamn right. He booted it. Absolute um, nuke. The whole quarterback situation that year was um, managed very interestingly. Um, Adrian did have to miss a few games that year. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Bedrill played a little bit. McCaffrey played a little bit. Uh, but just special teams really killed like four games that season. If you remember right, the Colorado game went to overtime because they didn't have a kicker, and they lost it because they didn't have a kicker. Uh, Indiana and Purdue they lost because like there were a ton of times where they would get down to, like the twenty five yard line, and it'd be like fourth and ten. It's like, well, fuck, we can't kick a field goal. We got to go for it. Anyway, well, sorry, yeah, that, that's getting way into the weeds. Um, why don't we? Go through the Vegas betting odds for who's going to be the next Nebraska head football coach. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah, let's do that. What this? This does is hey, you. this is that what we were just talking about. That was negative. We're going to be positive. We're now. going to be positive. Yeah. I do think no matter who the next coach is hired, I think things are looking up. The program so, is in a better spot than it was. It may not feel like it, but we are in a better spot than we were. This is slightly dated. Slightly dated. So I'm going to cross off the top name on the list. How? Wait. What? What? What's? What were the? What day was this? October 13th. October 13th. So that was almost a month ago. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a lot. Yeah. Okay. I did look at because we're like three links in, but but some of these names on here are still fairly uh, high up there. Um, the first name on the list, which I'm going to cross off because he still doesn't even have an agent hired, and that's Matt Campbell. Yeah, I don't think Matt Campbell's coming to Nebraska. They think I don't know if he was ever seriously linked. I think that was a last year thing when he was linked to a lot of jobs. Um, and he has not had the success that he was having at that point. And it's still, the teams have played fairly well. Not a ton of wins, close losses. Um, he doesn't want the chance to coach another Purdy brother? <laughs> no, I don't think he's going to coach here just to get Purdy. Just to get up Purdy. Just to get up Brock. Um, yeah, so I think, I think that's pretty fair. I don't think we're going to think Matt Campbell's be the next head coach. Which is funny, a month ago, he was the betting, betting favorite in Vegas. Um Lance Leipold, what does that do for you? Lance Leipold, um, I've actually grown on him a little bit. I was mm-hmm. kind of anti-Leipold. I thought a lot of it was just based in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's got a little bit of juice to him. Yeah. Um, he is older, and he is. this is the most successful season he's ever had. I mean, I know he's won a national championship, right, at like Wisconsin-Whitewater. successful season at a Power 5. At level. a Power 5. Yeah. Um, so that makes he me had a couple l- really good seasons at Buffalo. Was he was he at Wisconsin Whitewater? What was yeah. that? Was that next? Is that FCS? They are D three. D three. So, but he won like five national championships in six years. Right. So, um. So clearly, here's here's what, like, yes, D three different than D one. Right. Clearly, clearly. What is that? That shows that he is a good organizational builder. Right. Sure. He created a machine. Uh, he was able to be like the CEO of a program, right? Because you're having to do a lot of jobs mm-hmm. at that school. Um, 
So I, I think it just shows that he's, you know, an adult who can handle we what can is use an a adult. tough job, you know, not an easy job. I think an enticing job, I think a good job, but there's a is lot it, that goes into the Nebraska. Is it that hard of a job, it, though? Like, if you think about it. In terms of, like, is it hard to win nine games? Yes. Is it hard to win six games? Probably not. I mean, the Big Ten West, never been good. No, but it's a lot different than when Bo Pelini was winning nine That's games. true. It's better. Purdue, um, Minnesota, they were both doormats back when Bo Pelini was here. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, Illinois even these bad. teams still aren't Iowa that was good. Worse. Wisconsin, Wisconsin was good back then. But Wisconsin's been solid, but it's like, even when these teams like are pretty good, they're never like Ohio State. or There's never no, like a year where no, it's like, oh, you I mean, cannot Minnesota beat Wisconsin. weren't making bowl games. No. Damn. We, we've, our team stinks, dude. Yeah. We've been yeah, so we bad. Okay, wait. Who, okay, see? who we got next? Uh, so Leipold, I would say... Leipold's in my Mount more. I would love Leipold as a hire. I think he's someone who would make Nebraska good very, very quickly mm-hmm. and is like an adult and is someone who has shown that he's able to grow programs wherever he is. He, he is, makes everyone around him better. He is a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's 61, something like that. Sure. Uh, which isn't great, not terrible, but he's probably not going to coach 10 years. Um, I which think is Leipold, Leipold's the coach that you hire before coach that you hire wins a big 10 championship if that makes sense yeah he kind of you ever win one with Leipold like you win a few wests or you know there's not going to be west anymore uh one more year with the western division yeah next year with the addition of usc Uh, ucla and then you just have like open big 10 conference or pods whatever they're going to do um but i think Leipold is someone whose ceiling could be getting you into the um the next iteration of the college football playoff, which is 12 teams. I think Leipold could definitely get That's you. right. That's hey, that's going to be a big deal with his coaching cycle mm-hmm. now that there's 12 because th- that completely changes the landscape of winning a national championship. And it adds it like a very interesting layer of expectations to teams because it get, makes something that's like achievable for coaches to accomplish that isn't just like winning your conference, winning your division, or getting to the playoff. Yeah, being a top four is not fucking easy. No, but getting into the 12, that's a lot easier. You can lose two games and still right. make... Playoff, yeah, it probably does secure Alabama being in the in the playoff forever, as long as Saban's there. We'll see. I mean, he's gonna probably make a lot of changes. I mean, they've lost yeah. two games. Uh, My family. All right, who we got next? Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph. I think that one's. I think that ship has sailed. I think it has sailed too. However, I think we should address it because I think of all the candidates listed, he probably has the most adamant support behind him. If you're saying like one name that people are like. This is our guy. Mickey Joseph has that has the most support behind him from the fan base currently. And that's part of it's because he's the guy that's here. He's the guy that said he wanted the job, which is a thing that a lot of people like. And so, Nebraska fans sort of have an inferiority complex where they don't <laughs> think anyone wants this job, which just isn't the case. No. Um, this is a top job. It really is. It really is. The money, the facilities that are also about to be brand new. It's a better job than when Scott Frost was hired. It's in, it's also it's easier to because rec- I think people look at oh it's Nebraska nobody wants to go to Nebraska they'd rather go to mm-hmm. a nice place with nice weather California whatever I think that's never been less true I think especially with social media I think people don't even go out as much nil nil is massive you're here crush it here yeah massive even if you're like on the bench you're gonna be making Dakota's Crawford hasn't even played a game and he's making went super viral I'm yeah. always Dakota's yeah. like maybe the greatest commercial we've ever seen mm-hmm. um it's just like this is a very 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 good job like it's maybe like the only drawback is just it's not been good and I don't think it takes the greatest coach of all time to win eight games here 
Yeah. So okay, positives, think... positives for Mickey. Good recruiter. He is very anti Scott Frost in his rhetoric and accountability. Yeah. Um, big time plus. Yeah. Representation angle would be the first black head coach at Nebraska, mm-hmm. and would definitely put a different face on the program nationally because Mickey Joseph is a very well respected African American head coach around the country, mm-hmm. which is um, very good. Whereas usually probably the the national brand of Nebraska currently is like super white, white, super white. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is fair. And uh, so I do think there's some definite positives that Mickey brings that nobody else on this list is, list is going to bring. He's probably going to be the best recruiter <laughs> on this list uh, in terms of him actually being in the living room recruiting. Need need, and I think again what I about this loss at Minnesota, I think uh, or to Minnesota, I think. Again, it's the best thing for the job because I don't think Mickey's going to get the top job. I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job somewhere know. else. I think he's definitely staying on the staff, which not like I would love, like if he gets hired away to be a head coach at like ASU or something, yeah. be very happy for him. That'd be yeah, fucking awesome yeah, for right. him. I know. I like he, it's, it's, there's not a lot of negatives to Mickey. It's just Mm-mm. that I don't have a whole lot to work with. We just don't know in terms of his resume as a head coach. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I think you could really make a case that he should probably be like the highest paid assistant in the country, right? Yeah. Mickey Joseph deserves a million dollars a year. Yeah. To even just be your receiver's coach. And again, I think this name will probably pop up, but if you get a Matt Rule, you don't have to pay Matt Rule very much because he's going to get paid, I think, $8 million a year, <laughs> seven or eight yeah, by yeah, Carolina, yeah. regardless. The fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go to the next name Matt Rule. Matt Rule. I think I like it's it. Matt Rule, man. He, that's so when they came out with the you know there was buzz that there was going to be a press conference or whatever that's when Matt Rule's name shot up the board because it's like okay well it's clearly someone who's not coaching now or is Mickey Joseph yes so that leaves which, you with a very limited list of names of which the most buzz is around Matt Rule so mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule probably less of a chance than most people are thinking but definitely a contender if we hear a name before Thanksgiving it's going to be Matt Rule. So I was so on college game day. Auburn kind of throws a wrench in the mix because Auburn's yeah. also a very good job. Yeah. Um, Offers Matt Rule. Matt Rule turns it down. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. So they, because I forget who it was on college game day, but he was saying that that's that he was going to be their main target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt Rule coached at Temple. Uh-huh. He was a really good coach there. Brought them up. Coached at Baylor after they had come off of a huge scandal. Um, built them back up to winning 11 games before he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 games in a Big 12 championship. So, clearly, or, so one thing that I really like about Matt Rule is his ability to win with what's there. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to wait to get his guys in place. His ability to develop and win what's there. In just a couple years, yeah. yeah. So I think Matt Rule, if we want the quickest turnaround, if we want to win seven, eight games next year, Matt Rule is your guy. If that's the most important thing to you, that if you're, th- if you're one of the people that's like a Nebraska doomsdayist and says we need to get this turned around like really, really quick, Matt Rule should be your guy. Because mm-hmm. he's going to be the one that's going to come in and make us good the fastest. Yeah. He's a sure. He... But it's like even... There are so many unknowns when you hire a head football coach. Jimbo Fisher has been an absolute, like, flaming failure. 
and everyone thought it was like a surefire home run. Uh-huh. Like there's just so many coaches that get hired where it's like this is the guy, this is the guy, this isn't the guy. It's I think we I just think seem to never know. One thing that I will say about uh Jimbo, the SEC definitely the toughest conference, um at least top to bottom. But his we you know, like he had an insane recruiting classes last year. Yeah, best ever. So I think he probably deserves a chance to get to coach those guys up for at least one more year. Well, also, I mean, they, they owe him like a hundred million. They owe him hundred million dollars if they fire him. <laughs> He's gonna get the chance. Um, not even Texas A and M can afford that. Um, so let's see, Matt Rule. I was gonna make one more point on Matt Rule. Do you we try to got... get fired if you're Jimbo? Be hard not to <laughs> get a hundred million dollars. Yeah, literally maybe. just go golfing. Maybe can't even blame the guy. God. I mean, you can kind of blame him, but motherfucker, He's got a ring. Oh, um, you got to do that. You got to. I mean, I know you're one of the best uh, coaches in Nebraska high school football, but you got to get you got to you got to go to the next level, dude. Oh, brother. <laughs> you got to get the bag and you got to get fired. Yeah, and then that's, we just that's what it is. we just go Come play college football coach and then get fired. That's that's the life. Go just we just go golfing every day. Uh huh. Um, the um, the thing about Matt Rule that is interesting is we haven't even seen him get a chance to coach guys for five years to get all of his guys in a system. That is interesting. It's very interesting. So we don't know what the ceiling on a Matt Rule program is. So, yeah. So, like, potentially floor is, like, nine wins. Well, we saw it. I mean, it was definitely, like, a tough start at Baylor. And then once things clicked, it clicked immediately. Same thing with Temple. It was sort of like... yeah. He, it's like a little bit like, I hate to say, it, okay, because it's like sort of like Scott Frost, but with like more proof of uh, concept because he did it twice. Yes. Instead of just once. Um, and with two years of success on the top end of both him being at Temple and Baylor. Both, of yeah. Doing it twice is insane. Doing it twice yeah. fast, even yep. fucking crazier. Yep. 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 All right. Um, let's do, uh, let's do two more. Two more. Okay. Two more, then I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, how do you feel? I was, I feel like Dave Aranda's stock has fallen quite a bit. Yeah, because Baylor has sort of had a disappointing season this year. I would like him. I think he would be a good coach. I think good uh, leader. He's a defensive-minded guy, which I like. The other thing is, is he would definitely keep on Mickey and Bill Bush, which mm-hmm. I don't think Bill Bush has gotten enough shine with how good of a job he's done with the defense. He's done unbelievable. That was like the worst defense in the country. This <laughs> hey, hey respect. This defense played really good this weekend. Yeah. The and offense was did not help them. At like what six three straight six straight three and outs. Um. Yeah. So Dave, Dave Veranda, I think, would be good. I think it's cooled on him a little bit as Baylor hasn't done as well, and I think. Like Matt Rule's just more enticing there because he's been the he was the one that but you know Aranda inherited what Matt Rule built yeah so I don't know and I think that's more akin towards the needs of the program as it sits currently um apparently there is currently a sitting Power Five head coach that has yet to be named you know there was a report that came out last week yeah. A Power 5 head coach that nobody's talking about that is being interviewed for the job. A current Power 5 head coach. Mm-hmm. 
from an unnamed conference. And so, um, apparently there were several ACC and Big 12 coaches being listed, and then it said, and one other Power 5 head coach. So, someone either from the Pac-12, Big 10, or SEC. So, are we? is that still Lane Kiffin, then? It could be. It, it seems, definitely could be It Lane. seems like Lane Kiffin is a legitimate contender. The other name I would throw out there is Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops, also big. And every name I love Mark that I have heard for all, that Auburn's going after, it seems like there is more uh, known about what Auburn's doing than Nebraska. Like the initial report was like Auburn wants this, 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 that, like these five guys listed right uh-huh. away. Whereas Nebraska, we've heard basically nothing for almost two months. This is a hell of a job by Trev Alberts to keep this under wraps. Like this is very impressive. And also, the media guys are not. Um, University of Nebraska does a really good job of keeping the media in line. Yeah. The guys who have credentials, yeah, big time. Um, they know where the bread is buttered. Yep. Okay. Uh, what, what we got next? So, what do we got next? Lane? Um, what's that? Oh, shit. Uh, what's the next name on there? Oh, uh, well, you said just pick one, but it was like, there's a couple, there's a bunch that it's like, even odds at like five percent. So that's when I picked Mark Stoops. Oh, okay. Mark Stoops. He was my guy that fit the description of the report that came out that it was one other power five head. He's Bob Stoops' son, right? Bob the Oklahoma coach? Yeah. Brother. Other brothers. Okay, that makes sense. Because Mark Stoops isn't that old. No. Or Bob Stoops isn't. No, Bob Stoops is early sixties. Um I guess that's pretty old. <laughs> yep. Well, um, Alright, Nebraska football is looking up I think we have yeah. I know it feels like shit right now But realistically, actual expectations Should be higher than they've been in a, yeah. The hope should be higher I think I'm, we'll, I'm nobody or bust Everybody gets me more excited than I was for the past three years Yeah everyone, I, I, I mean, again Even for next year immediately Again, it just it feels like this isn't that hard To win at Nebraska like, Especially the way the West is and has been, it's, it shouldn't. It's it's not that hard to win six. No, it's not. <laughs> like these teams that we're playing, six. like like even like Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue. Uh, who am I missing? We're na- I mean, and we're naming solid organizations, but we're talking about people with less resources than Nebraska who are able to win seven, eight, nine games. Beat us every fucking year. year. And we still have more resources. We still have nicer facilities. Right. So I'm not, like, none of those are, like, easy wins by any stretch, but all teams that have been able to turn it around in the time frame that we've just gotten worse. And again, people will say, no one wants to come to Nebraska, no one wants to go, whatever, whatever. Who the, like... We outrecruit these teams every year. What about Iowa, like, like people clamoring to go to fucking Iowa City? Mm -hmm. Is Iowa City, Iowa State, or... Iowa. Iowa City's Iowa. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, we're losing to, even like, even Ohio State. It's not like Ohio's got like, is like the most happening place ever in Nebraska's got. Like, it's just. We, we out recruit the rest of the Big Ten West every year. Yeah. We always are higher in the rankings. Almost every else. game Nebraska plays, they're playing a team that should be inferior. Mm-hmm. Even they with have, recruiting, yeah, even over the yeah. past few years. Yeah. Sure. No doubt. And like you would think, even with a talent with the disparity, right? The transfer portal, the NIL, we are getting way more talent than North. We should not be losing. We should, because we're usually what the fourth best recruiting team. Because yeah, there's fourth or fifth. Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Penn, Penn State, State, maybe Michigan State's the other one Sometimes. that's ahead of us. Yeah, and then there's another one. I think it kind of alternates which other one is ahead of us. Um, but things are looking up. Uh, Maryland is actually turned into kind of a little bit. Yeah. Okay. 
let's talk about the men's men's league. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, so uh, let me write this down. Big news today, Scott. Yeah, yeah. You're, with the Colts. You're fucking Patriots. <laughs> did the Colts dirty one more time? They beat the fuck <laughs> out of the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts have what, like, forty yards over the entire game? Historically terrible performance. Yeah, there's several metrics. Um, one of them is the SRC rate which is the rate at which you have like essentially a successful offensive series. So an offensive series that results in a first down or points. And the Colts were in the zero percentile, meaning this is the worst game ever recorded in terms of successfully moving the chains or getting points. The Colts are so fucking bad. Jim Ursay today fires head coach Frank Reich and promotes... That Jeff promotes, Saturday. hires, Jeff, hires Saturday, Jeff Saturday, a former player with only high school head coaching experience with right. not a right. good winning record. No, a player who was known um, as a winner, or not as a winner, as a like a very leader. smart player when he was in the league, right? He was right. like almost a coach on the field, having him at center. So there's a lot of things I want to say about this, because this, yeah, yeah. this is like a potentially huge for players. Can I go off for a little bit, because I hate the Colts? Yeah, give me it. The Patriots, okay, wait, 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 the Patriots are in their head. Patriots fan, right yeah. here. Go. Yes, absolutely. The Patriots are in the Colts' head, like more than anything, more than any franchise. And to be fair, like I fucking hate the Colts, so they're in my head too. But <laughs> <laughs> but you guys win. But I'll go all the way back to like 2004 when we beat them in the uh, AFC, AFC championship. championship. They complained. Jim Irsay was the head of the NFL Rules Committee or whatever. Brother! He moaned about the NFL pass interference. The current state of the NFL subjective pass interference you can blame on Jim Irsay and the crybaby Peyton Manning. Colts <laughs> on not being able to get open when yes. someone finally tried to man him up. Um, they <laughs> snapped the ball, Jeff. They uh, ratted on the Patriots about uh, def- uh, the deflate gate. You know, have it, in a game where they lost forty-five to seven, they complained oh, that it was because <laughs> the ball was had like th- three less psi than it should have. That's um, egregious, dude. Somebody could have died. Uh, and then they j- just now coming off of a game when they lost to the five and four Patriots, fired their head coach. And then hired an ex-player who was previously a high school coach to coach them because they were so upset about the loss to the Patriots. We're in their head. Also, maybe the worst play ever, that fake punt. Oh. Wait, the... <laughs> was Colts versus Patriots. The Pat McAfee one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this game, man, holy smokes, was this bad. So there were... There were some unbelievable games on in the noon window. The afternoon window game sucked. There were two really bad games. One was Indianapolis, New England, um, and the other was, I want to say, Cincinnati, Carolina, just because it was such a whoop. I mean, both games were dominations. Uh, Cincinnati absolutely beat the fuck out of the Panthers. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that... Called that one. (laughs) The Patriots just, I mean... They still look very much like a Bill Belichick guy, a Bill Belichick coach team. Right. Um, quarterback, I mean, they had solid quarterback play, but they don't have Tom Brady, so they're not, you know, putting up crazy numbers on offense. No, and I think what you're missing from that is, like, you you don't trust them in, like, that game-winning drive. Mm-mm. You know? Mm-hmm. There's a level of execution on offense that just isn't there. Tom was always able to execute when it mattered most. When it really mattered most. And you yeah. don't feel like you trust them in there, but it's still, like, a really solid team. This is, you know, by the numbers now, the best defense in the NFL. That's going to win you a lot of games. Is that they good? Can run the shit out of the ball. 
Ramondre Stevenson's balling out, right? He really is. Is he a yeah. rookie? Uh, no, he's a he's a. This is his second year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where's he from? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. He was running over guys. Yeah. He was like a backup there. He wasn't even their main back for oh. a while. Um, That'd be nice. But yeah, I know. He um, yeah, he just fucking runs over everybody. You got Damian Harris as a backup running back, who's like also a really good running back in his fifth year. Um, definitely not going to be on the team next year. He's not going to get another contract. Patriots never give fifth year contracts running backs, but the, um, the defense got nine and a half sacks this past week. Jesus Christ. Sam Elling. I, (laughs) I have no fucking clue what the hell is going on there. They need like, it seems like Chris Ballard, the GM is probably getting fired too. Can't imagine he's sticking around. What? Seven quarterbacks. This is a disaster. Six, seven quarterbacks since seven Andrew Luck retired. Years, seven straight years with a new quarterback. One week on one, day. yeah, just ridiculous. Can you name them? Can you go through? Um, is it Andrew Luck count? Yeah. So it's Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, yep, yep. Uh, Phil Rivers, um, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. There's one you're missing. Set five. Huh. Uh, who am I missing? I don't. Need, oh, I don't even know anymore. This is the mystery one. Um. Bad radio. Uh, no, go, good radio, Scott. <laughs> I should have definitely had that pulled up. I thought I was going to Yeah, you kind of put us both on an island right there. Um, I just, Sam, I, I don't understand the benching of Matt Ryan. Like, he's not played well, but every game they have won has been because of him having some fourth quarter drive. Defense has been playing mm-hmm. well, but, I mean, this is probably the most disappointing team of the NFL this year. Well, I mean, there's a lot of contenders there. Green Bay is way up there. Um, and we will definitely talk about Aaron Rodgers throwing three interceptions. Oh, versus uh, Scott Tolson was 2016 because Andrew Luck wasn't ready to play yet. Oh. So you can go a year further back than Andrew Luck. Uh, that, one, that one doesn't really yeah, count. Yeah, no, that one doesn't count. You're right. You're correct. Um, but, like, I don't, what the fuck is Jim Ursay doing? Like, you hire... He's probably the most, like, irrational owner. Like, <laughs> he's, he's a crazy, you know... He's he, the, like... Most knee jerk for sure. Well, he's kind of got a drug problem, you know. Well, he's got an alcohol problem. He likes to play his guitars. I don't know. I don't know if he's very, still very personally. He's I mean, he just get arrested. Yeah, I don't know if he's still doing all that, but I don't know either. But you know, he's not buttoned up. This is not run like a business. No, this is run like he's a certainly franchise. erratic. Yeah, we'll say that. Which in some ways is not bad because there are teams that suck and they just. Owners are just like, whatever, who cares? That's very yes, real. There are right, teams that just, right. hey, we're making money. Who this gives a shit? This is not the worst case scenario. No. Yeah. He is getting in the batter's box every single day, and he is swinging for the fences. He's trying to get a Super Bowl all the time. Yep. Is he having any success whatsoever at doing that? No. No. Is his, are his teams getting worse? Yep. Yes. The more, <laughs> just dropping bag after bag after bag on big-name quarterbacks them to be traded dude away. they took they took matt ryan's entire contract so the, yes. i think the thought is that part of the reason he's not playing is because they owe him a lot of money if he gets hurt they'll owe him like a significant which just still makes no like so sam ellinger looks like dog year? shit is matt ryan really gonna be there next year? i i i because there no one will take that i don't know maybe they'll who's gonna fu- take a, yeah gonna maybe they'll like trade him to fucking dollars. washington who knows they took carson wentz um yeah but i yeah you're right but they i mean they turned like two first round draft picks into Carson Wentz and then traded him away for something substantially less. That O line looks terrible. Which Highest paid O line in football. Yeah. People were like, holy shit, this is 
the you know crazy line. You've got Jonathan Taylor. They're gonna run the fuck out of the ball. Now they're throwing like forty five times a game. Got rid of Naheem Hines. Yeah, traded him away. I just I have no idea. But hey, New England now a player uh, a player in the AFC East. And let's For talk. Sure. Let's talk about that, Scott. The AFC beast. The AFC beast, Buffalo. It's a really fucking good Buffalo game. loses to the New York Jets. Buffalo now six and two. New York uh-huh. Jets and Miami six and three. New England at five and four. This coming into the season, this seemed like this division was going to be the Buffalo Bills without question. It seemed like no yeah. one was going to touch them. Right. Maybe Miami if Mike McDaniel worked out. But this is three teams with six wins. New England right behind, and New England's a team that gets better over the course of a season. Always, yeah. And I mean, there's a clear fraud. In there, the Jets. I don't think anyone thinks oh, the geez. Jets. <laughs> I know they just. Josh won. Allen got lost in the sauce, I know they dude. Just won. I know they just won, and I know it's a good defense. But goddamn, are you telling me that Zach Wilson is going to lead this team to winning the division? Zach Wilson may be a little bit of a uh, question mark at the quarterback position, but that Buffalo wanna, Jets game was insane. Just, just run me off where you think the division finished. I think so. Some more breaking news from today. Um, Josh Allen has. A potential pretty serious injury in his elbow. I don't know if you know the exact name of it. Um, there's no point. It's some. Elbow. It was the second to last play of the game. Really um, hitting the elbow pretty bad. Um, Josh Allen has not been playing great over the last six quarters or so. Yeah, um, yeah that's fair. Yeah, ran the shit out of the ball in the first half. Of this Had some crazy good runs. <laughs> People were not concerned at the start of that, but there was some bad picks. Um, fucking Sauce Gardner looks fucking fantastic. Looks like a solid lockdown corner as a rookie. He said it. He called it when he came into the draft. I'm the fucking guy. He looks to be the guy. The guy. But I mean, yeah, he's really good. And Scott, it kind of feels like Miami's gonna run away with this division. As I say, if Josh Allen is hurt and has to sit out, I mean, if Josh Allen has to sit out, that's even if it's. You know, especially the way this division is. If he's if he's to sit out three or four games, it feels like they're losing that. They're not going to win the division. Yeah, Josh Allen is so important to that team. I think three teams make it out of this division and go to the playoffs. I think that's New England, Buffalo, and Miami. You don't think the Jets get a bid? No. Man, this is. Well, what do you think? Four teams make it out. Well, it's like the AFC East and the NFC East. Like, just I'll put it this way: let's go. Let's look at the Jets' schedule and see how many times they have to play other NFC East teams and how many times they beat them. The Jets play NFC East. AFC East. AFC East. East. Okay. I mean, that was pretty surprising to see the Jets beat Buffalo. So the Patriots get a bye week and then they play the Jets. Who do you think wins that kid? Yeah, it feels like a Patriots win. Then they play the Bears, the hot Bears. Boo! Still, still losing. Still losing, but I the mean, J- the Bears lose or the Jets win. The Bears lose or the Jets lose. That's a. Good, I think that's a good matchup for the Bears, actually. I think so too. They don't throw the ball much. No. Finally, using Cole Komet though, which would have been great earlier yeah, on in the Joe's season. Jesus Christ! What and, the fuck happened? I then, was listening to fantasy footballers. I was trying to become an expert in fantasy this year. I drafted Cole Komet in both leagues. The only player I doubled up on, and he fucking put zero points up first two weeks. I doubled up on Kenneth Walker. Freaking genius. Boom. Um, Big brain. Big brain. Um, Minnesota Vikings, the week after, who played to their competition, but, you know, can't deny. They're hot. They're oh, a good team. Kirk looks so cool on that plane. Kirk looks badass. Dude, Kirk. he's shredded. I know. <laughs> he's got, he's like, his God. backs are huge. His arms are huge. Sheesh. 
Sheesh. That was fucking awesome. I got awesome. the hots for Kirk, man. Yeah. Got I, me like, I like Bob. that. I like that. You like that? Three. You like that? Dude, like him that. breaking it down with the... Oh, you like that on three? Three, two, one. You like that? That was fucking awesome. And the chains? Which, if you didn't know, he used to play for Washington. Thank you. So. For a long time. Um, they, they kept... I remember they kept franchise tagging him every year. Um... So the Vikings, I feel like that's a loss. Um, the Bills, probably then, you know, a month later, Josh Allen back healthy. That feels like a loss. <laughs> then you have the Lions win, Jaguars win, but then Seahawks and Dolphins. I mean, who's to say? Dude, hey, I'll tell you what. I, Lions have had a fucking, Lions have a really hard schedule. They were listing yeah, off the teams they sure. have played. Every team they have played is a pretty good. fucking good team. That's Fair enough, fair enough. I just think the Jets have a brutal schedule moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to, like, eight wins. How shocked were you that Buffalo lost that game? It, it did kind of feel like at some point Buffalo was going to drop a game they should It kind of just, that yeah, always happens. they did it this time last year. I remember if it was, like, this time last year, they were, like, eight and five or something. They did lose the Jags nine to six last year. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, any team still can be any team in the NFL. It's not necessarily... The end of the, I mean, it happens. Chiefs lost to the Colts this year. Right. I mean, that's week three, but you know, we like weirds. I mean, that was especially was a weird game. There was like a muff punt. Travis Kelsey dropped a touchdown. Like a lot, like everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Chiefs. And sometimes you just drop a game. It's not that big of a deal. But Josh Allen, Josh Allen, looking, he has looked bad over the last six quarters. Well, and he's not. I don't think he. I mean, obviously, very, very good, and still mm-hmm. a leader in the MVP race, but. I think if Josh Allen is out for two games, then the Buffalo Bills still win this division. Uh, if he's out for four, then I give it to Miami. And this, because I, I this in this potential injury he has, I believe this was a problem a few years ago. So if this mm, becomes something larger, and he's got a fucking cannon too, so that's uh, even if you are that str- like that's just it's hard on your arm. Yep. And especially if he's, you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm no expert in mechanics of throwing, but how you throw a football can seriously affect how your arm handles the pressure. Um, <laughs> I really let you sit there for all that. I let you die on that. I was. Um, let's talk about the Chargers. Chargers win. How the fuck do the Chargers keep winning these games? Like it's not like it's just. They're winning in the just goofiest ways ever. A few yep. weeks ago, they beat the uh, Browns. They went for a fourth down in their own territory uh-huh. with the lead. With the lead, Browns can win That's it. That's what with the math tells you, Joe. Browns can win it with a field goal. They're in field goal range. The kicker misses it. They win that game. Then this game, Chargers have the ball. Austin Eckler fumbles. Defensive lineman picks it up. He's running down the field 30, 40 yards. Knocks it out of his own hand. Chargers get it back, and then they get back in field goal range, win it again been fucking insane like the chargers do not look like a good team only one and a half games behind the chiefs for the afc west mm-hmm. um falcons just i mean both these teams just kind of look goofy the chargers still struggling yeah. with I just mean, insane amount of injuries like intentionally goofy the chargers is like a uh, like a, a shakespearean tragedy yeah the falcons are goofy by design and that makes them really hard to play because there's no other team that plays like them probably makes them a really tough team to prepare for um, also, Cardell Patterson back oh, in a big way, a couple tuds. And they've been playing good defense, and they have a really good coach. Um, mm-hmm. And the Chargers are, you know, just it happens year after year, but they are the most injured team in the NFL again this year. 
That so. they had that I forget the man's name, but they had another defensive lineman who's out for the season today. They just I mean at some point and obviously I'm no expert, but if you're this injured every year, there's yeah. something going on. Like right. one season it can just happen, but like when you have constant knee, constant groin, constant like something hamstring, athletic tr- like the athletic training staff, the um weight training staff whatever the coaching i wonder right. there's some sort of institutional problem whether it's the gm who's signing players that have injury history or the, the coaching staff not everybody so there's there is conjecture the, uh, training staff not getting everyone prepared mm-hmm. physically something mobility work is, something something, something has to be going on i mean there's questions about uh brandon steely's management of players even just back to that week two game against the chiefs remember herbert got hurt presumably had broken ribs like clearly in the game then he gets put in down two scores with a few minutes left keeps playing i don't know if he injures it more but questionable then it was questionable if jc jackson was healthy to play i think i'm not sure keenan allen played in that game jc jackson's been out for the season it's just it seems like well that one's jc jackson has a like had a pretty bad season so far anyway so i don't know if that one's been well that's the terrible. question was he like, like rushed keenan back allen not healthy certainly ooh. You know, that's interesting. Because he was he looked not bad. playing well. No. Got torched by Justin Watson for a 50-yard touchdown, which Justin Watson kind of underrated. Yep, but that's possible. I don't know. Does anyone see the Chargers as a real threat, even if they make the wild card game? No. I mean, that's... If they can put it all together, right? If they can get, like, super healthy by the end of the season. But, like, they would have to look better. Games, but... They really haven't looked good at all, ever. <laughs> they, just keep, they just keep winning games, though. At, at the end of the day in the NFL, sort of like the Vikings, if you keep winning games, then eventually we have to admit you're a good team. Vikings, though, like Vikings will win. And get, like they'll do something. They'll make a play where it's like the Chargers, like they've had two games where they didn't really even make a play. Like uh, the Browns missed a field goal. This game player just fumbles it without being touched. Like they just got a couple. And like sometimes that just happens. Sometimes that's, you know, you take a win where you can get it. No problem. Sure. Um, boom. I don't know. I don't know if you're feeling much better about the Chargers at this point. Um, no, I don't feel better after a three-point win. This was, you know, it was expected. They didn't lose. They'll keep rolling. Try and get healthier. You know, if they make the playoffs, they can't fire their coach. Mm, has that happened? Because it can happen. Like, yeah, like it's legal. If they but, feel, well, yeah. I, I, mean, I believe that they feel like they have a superstar roster, which is hard to argue with. So... How are they not winning more games? Because I think the Browns fired Belichick after he made the playoffs. Well, Belichick's bad coach. Had to fire him. Um, um, I think a fan base that does have a lot of faith, though. A lot of excitement for basically the first time in maybe forever is the Chicago Bears. Now, they're not ooh, winning yeah. much this year. Not going to win the Super Bowl, I think it's pretty fair to say. Right. But their young quarterback, Justin Fields, uh, set an NFL record for the most rushing yards in a game ever by a quarterback at 178. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a track he meet. Looks insane, dude. He looks fucking. He looks so much different. He's huge. Also, they don't run him that much. It's just super effective. Which maybe they don't. Do the offense have a problem stopping the run? Probably yes. Um, but yeah, he just. He's only, got some fucking wheels on him. Averaging more than 10 yards a carry. Um. He's just really good. He's a really good running football. They proved this in the Patriots game. 
he kept torching us like you're running for first downs over and over and over again mm. that's gonna be what he keeps doing now it, the, the big question is is this sustainable going forward well i think certainly if you're a bears fan you're thinking not so much uh that you're not you know you're not you're not winning much this year but next year over 100 million dollars in cap space available tons of draft capital now because i think the question mark really was justin fields like is this a guy we can build with and over the last three four games he's looked fantastic so i think you're incredibly excited about the weapons you can get him about the future of this uh and he has a good arm it's just always been a question of the decision making but uh the threat of running this much certainly helps the decision making i don't think ideally you are going to want to run your quarterback 15 times a game on designed runs Probably not. I mean, this, he's not taking big hits. Like, he's doing a good job of no, avoiding hits, to too. Yeah, they're getting him to the boundary. Yeah. But, I mean, even on the boundary, big hits can happen. There's yep. a reason why some of these quarterbacks who can run really well have been running less. Like, you know, if Patrick Mahomes was running 15 times a game, would you say that there's a problem to that? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts think that has happened. been running a lot less. I think that happened. And it's like, Mahomes, Mahomes is really good at Mahomes very purposefully doesn't take hits. Yeah. You'll see him the way he the runs. King of the slide. He changes the way he runs a lot when playoffs come around. So you saw it the other last night, uh, and we'll get to that game later. But he lowered his shoulder for a touchdown, and he's big. Like he doesn't throw his weight around, so you don't really notice it. Um, but he lowered his shoulder and he barreled through a defensive player. He really he only will do that when they really need it. Yeah. Um, so you don't see yeah. it a lot. But like this, it's really fun to see when the playoffs start. He starts using his weight. Um, well, Fields is enormous. Fields, Fields is, is large. Thick I think he's 6'3", 230, something like that. Yeah. I will admit, I really wanted the Patriots to draft him. Really? Back in, yeah, I was big on it. I, um, It's just exciting having a running quarterback. There's something about it. Something about it that I really like. Can't, put, can't, really can't quite put my finger on it. Um, Let's say in the NFC North, yeah. uh, maybe the most disappointing team. In the league, the Green Bay Packers lose in embarrassing fashion to the Detroit Lions. Aaron Rodgers yeah. throws three interceptions, two in the red zone, the other one basically in the red zone. Yuck. Aaron Rodgers and that team Against a bad The defense. worst defense in the league. A really bad defense. I mean, this is a broken offense. This, they have no weapons. The line stinks. The defense isn't helping them out I got Samari Torre, dude. They have one weapon. <laughs> the line stinks. I will say... When when I see because I mainly watch football in red zone when I do see them, I mean there's like a decent argument to Samari Torre being like the top like second best player on their team. Yeah, I mean they. Aaron Rodgers. They, they, like a, they have Randall Cobb out there catching passes. Bro. Randall Cobb, Lazard. Was he on like Fox Sports like a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> he was the Fox Sports robot. Um, everything Rodgers has done has just looked terrible and. You're paying him $50 million a year. And I hate to keep, I guess. Five, zero. Right. He's 25% of your salary cap. And I, like, a lot of times people compare. I think it's unfair a lot of times to compare a quarterback to Patrick Mahomes. Like, every time a quarterback's getting brought up, they're like, well, could this guy be like a Mahomes? I think that's unfair. With Aaron Rodgers, I don't think that's unfair because Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP. But, like, they had kind of a similar type offseason now Patrick Mahomes still has Travis Kelsey um still has you know Andy Reid but Aaron Rodgers like the I mean people talk about it a lot and I don't think he got too much play because he's back-to-back MVP mm-hmm. but didn't he didn't really do like much offseason stuff with his new receivers and he really needed to they added a lot of guys 
and it has been horrendous. And it really, and I know that his weapons probably aren't the best, but Aaron Rodgers does not look good at all. The the interception that he was t- targeting Bakhtiari on was a total underthrow. Um, hit a, a it's hard to feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because if he was really committed to winning, he would have gotten out of Green Bay this past year and hit free agency. Well, he likes being the man. He likes having the institutional control. He likes having you know the ability to criticize coaches and have the whole fan base on his side. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's certain things about Green Bay that you couldn't get anywhere else, especially if you're. There's in no office. owner, so you can't and get like alpha by anyone, I guess. He knows that basically, like the organization is his bitch, and they'll do whatever he wants, and he values that more than winning. And so Damn. it's hard to feel bad for him. Where's this coming from? You're not a you're not a Rodgers guy. You've never been a Rodgers guy. I like Aaron. Here's the thing. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like his media appearances. I think he's super interesting. I think he's very smart. I think he's very engaging. And I mm-hmm. think he's like agreed the best quarterback of his generation. Okay, probably the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks all the time. But I don't think it's like unfair to say that he's not committing to doing everything he's. He's not committed to doing everything he can to win football games. No, he should. And let's be. He, and it's like, does he have like this piece in him where he's like a Green Bay Packer for life, or does he just love having the control over the organization? It certainly seems like he likes both. And I mean, he got fifty million dollars this year. Um, and I think he's. I don't think he's playing. Maybe I overstate a little bit. I think over the course of the season, he has played okay. We're Not, almost a calendar year between him throwing 300-yard passing games. He almost hit 300. Yeah, he still hasn't, though. He hasn't hit 300 this season. It's Ooh. been almost a year since he has. I mean, Aaron Jones, it just seems... I know Aaron Jones got banged up this game, but it just... Is that him checking out of run? Like, they need to be running. And I know he has said they need to use Aaron Jones more. But Aaron Jones is fantastic with the football. It just <laughs> seems like they're immune to using him at some points. Yeah, no, I mean... it. Rodgers has uh, probably more control than any other quarterback outside of Tom Brady over the play calling and the um, changing the call after it's gotten to the line of scrimmage. And a quarterback's always going to like what he can do better through the air than what a running back can do. So whenever you give the quarterbacks that option, they're always going to throw the ball a little more than they should. Yeah. And and historically, it's been hard to argue with that working well for Rodgers, but it clearly is not right now. There's a thing that I think somewhat gets lost on quarterbacks when you're so much thinking about like this play and it's it's like all about this play whereas running the ball really sets you up well later in the game. You know, run, running the ball is an investment. Running that t- that yeah, that tough NFC North football just pounding the rock yeah. late in the season. Running the ball early, especially early in the game is an investment later in the game. Mm. And quarterbacks sometimes lose sight of that because they think that they have a hole in the defense and it's all about like getting that first down, mm-hmm. right? Whereas a coach or a play caller who is used to, you know, play calling the rhythm of the game, play calling even throughout a season, it is going to be able to, is going to want to run the ball more, even if it doesn't give you better results in that moment. Yeah. Um, so his, so obviously you can't really bring up the struggles with the Packers without bringing up Devontae Adams leaving. Um, Devontae Adams' new team not faring much better. No. Devontae Adams personally is playing well. He's had some big games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders lose to the Jaguars in very embarrassing fashion. They blew their third 17 or more point lead of the season. The organization before that had only had five, I think, through since like 1950. Um, 
This has been a total disaster of a season for the Raiders. They expected to compete for the AFC West, hire Josh McDaniels out of New England. Um, nothing has really gone right. They've barely lost games. That's really the only positive thing they can say. Raiders opened up early, just now fall to two and six. Definitely my coldest take of the season is the Raiders. I thought they were going to be good. I thought... You're very man, high on Josh. That's, your, that's the Patriots yeah, in you. Yeah, I do like Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels is really good, at least offensive coach. Was he the one deflating the footballs? Uh, No, it was the... The, uh, the uh, What's it called? The whatever air pressure effect. It was the environment. It was the atmosphere. It was the cold weather that deflated the football. Hell yeah. Whoops. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and it was only one football. Uh... But Travis Etienne looks like a fucking monster again. Yeah, he does. He really does. Um, he's been a revelation for them. Doug Peterson, I think, you know, is a really good coach, and he's going to be that guy that gets the most out of them. Um, still not like a great roster yet. They still obviously have to work on their defense. But yeah, the Raiders cannot get it going on offense, even though they have the best. You know, I don't know if there's another like team in the NFL that wouldn't trade. Outside of maybe the Dolphins that trade their whole offensive skill players for what the Raiders have, Josh Jacobs at running back—that's a top, like a top five running back this year. Devontae Adams, what it, who everyone thinks is like the best all-around complete receiver in the league. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Darren Waller has been hurt, but yeah, I mean Derek Carr—you're probably not trading in there. Um, I would say yeah, like you can even leave the quarterback out of it. I still think Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Probably on the level of like Kirk Cousins, but the if <laughs> so many weapons and you can't get it done on Mm-mm. offense, Mm-mm. and it's not like the O line is like terrible. Just something about the system that jo- of jo- that Josh McDaniels was using is not clicking. Just same old Raiders. I don't know if they maybe they're just cursed since they left Oakland. Maybe, but nothing nothing looks like it's really changing it's for not the like Raiders. They weren't cursed when they were in Oakland. That's true. They're just bad. They've just been terrible. <laughs> uh, maybe the best, second best quarterback in the NFC. Uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks continue to roll, blow out or sweep the Cardinals 31 uh, 21. The three o'clock slate of games was really rough. There's only two games on this week. That was kind yeah, of ridiculous. Was I, there was so many, there were six teams on by, I think. And for some reason, they didn't oh. flex any of these noon games. Um, like the NFL Network, or not the NFL? I was watching Red Zone. Yeah, um, Red Zone had like a my free team preview. lost. My the team that I actually coach uh, in the playoffs lost on Friday, so I didn't have to do film breakdown Damn. or any scouting on Saturday. I was watching Red Zone for the first time this season, and uh, how great was it? You watching the Hanson one? Yeah, the Hanson one, but Hell like yeah. it was like literally like I was just watching a game. Yeah, because it and- was just. That Rams, the other game was Rams Bucks. That game was fucking terrible. Those teams are both horrible to watch. I hate watching the Rams. I hate watching the Bucks. Tom Brady's able to get a last minute touchdown. I fucking hate watching both those teams. But the Rams, it's literally just like I said, literally. They're like the clunkiest offenses to watch, and they're both in the same. It's just like they're the most like um, both these teams play offense like how I play Super Smash Bros. Yeah, what's that? Like how I find one thing that's like annoying but works pretty well, and then I just cheese it over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, not like the super effective, but like it, like sometimes it, it'll work, and it's like, you know, it's like oh, you're not like good, 
This is you just have found a thing that's going to work in this moment. That Rams offense is just Cooper Cup. It's just Cooper Cup, and I'm, Bucks aren't much better. They're able to get a win. They're able to get a touchdown late. Uh, Tom Brady gets his first win since getting divorced. So congratulations to him. Uh, is that real? Things are looking up. That's tough. Is the divorce finalized? Is I think so. I think I it was really quick. Like, rumored like they're moving towards divorce or whatever. I don't. Is it like actually like? Finalized? I think I saw that it was done. I think they I've had seen, like Giselle gives Brady an ultimatum. It's like like she hasn't been doing that. For yeah, like I think seven that's years. a little over. Um, I mean, I think I mean they both are fucking crazy rich. I think if you're that rich, yeah. you kind of just. I think Tom gets money out of this. Maybe does I Tom also get alimony here. You just cut. How does that work? Like if you just make more money than the other person, you get. Some of that money, you don't have to give any of yours, I guess. I'm sure there was some sort of like really good prenup signed by both parties. Yeah. yeah. And there's probably a lot. I mean, they probably own just so much shit. Like they have to own so <laughs> many houses. It's true. So it's like true. just the logistics of who is going to get what has to be fucking ridiculous. Well, but the, the I mean, the big part, not that we want to get into like be like the drama pod, but Mm-mm. the kids has got to be a huge factor. <sighs> Like that seems like a nightmare. Yeah, that's that's you're, a bummer. Like you're not just like, you know, two parents that live in the same city that got divorced. You two parents that like live all over the world and have jobs that take you everywhere. Like whatever gets worked out with who does what with the kids is going to be like probably you know litigated and probably get public and nasty in the not too near future. That's an exhaustion. Uh, last night, Kansas City. I had this whole spiel I was going to do because I was ex- expecting Patrick Mahomes last night to throw five, six touchdowns. Um, that didn't happen, but the Kansas City Chiefs narrowly escaped the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Patrick, I really thought this, the Titans. I was like, damn, do the Titans just really have the Chiefs number? So, Which, I, think I mean, you can is, say maybe even to an extent because I think the Chiefs have a way better roster than the Titans. And the Titans seem to always play them super competitively. Yeah, sort of. I think games like this, there's just kind of weird things that happen. Um, like the interception that Mahomes threw just hit Kelsey in the hands, and he just didn't catch it, popped it up, got intercepted. Um, defense for the Chiefs played well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes accounted for over 500 total yards. Um, I think his MVP stock went up. He's now the odds-on favorite Certainly. to get the MVP. Um, not... Anyone on the off Chiefs offense's best game? Um, Malik Willis only completed five passes. Yeah. Um, the definition of bend don't break for the Titans, giving up almost like six hundred yards. Yeah. And only twenty points uh, is is bananas. But yeah, the, you have one team throwing the ball sixty five times, one team throwing the ball sixteen times. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball sixty eight times. Two attempts away from setting a record. One attempt away from uh, legendary status all time. But. Really, that's holy smokes. Who has that record? That had to have been set. Recently. Uh, somebody weird. When you throw the ball that much, your arm has to like get tired. It's got to kind of be like a pitcher, right? Yes. I mean, Mahomes is practice pitching, but he also, I mean, he led the league in rushing or led the team in rushing with 63 yards. No one else was over four yards rushing. Not a deal. That's not good. I think that's probably ultimately that. I mean, the Titans have a good front. I think that's where most of their problems were. Um, and I mean, I don't, I think the Chiefs, like this could have been a blowout for the Chiefs. Um, Harrison Bucker has looked really bad. Uh, he's been, he was injured. What are they going to do with that? Do you want to go on the kicking carousel? Or are you gonna no, stick with it? they're going to stick you, with you'll it. You'll ride it out. Yeah. I mean, he's. Could you see him like big time field goal in the playoffs? Do you trust him? Big time field goal in the playoffs at home? Do you trust him? Yeah. 
Okay, then keep him. Really, the only when it really matters, that's he is completely automatic. If, like, if he's kicking like a sixty yarder, I have no quite like he's making that. If he's kicking like a thirty-five yarder, I'm not so is sure. He extra points have me more worried. He is struggle with. He has like historically had some bad stretches with extra points. He's had like I think career-wise, he's actually bad at extra points, but he's notoriously difficult kick extra points, probably because they they really aren't typically blocked very well. Mm-mm. So you usually because people have kind of like uh, it's easier to slice it, right? Yeah, well, uh, it's also easy for guys to like be like, oh yeah, we scored, you know, like, and this is just an extra point, so I don't have to go hard. And yeah, then it, you get a lot of heat coming in on these extra points sometimes. Yeah. I mean, who do you who who do you think right now is leading the MVP race? Who do you got? Mahomes, Allen. We're talking like the. I I mean, it, maybe Hurts. Without a doubt, it's Mahomes in my mind. Yeah. I think the Eagles are definitely more of like a defensive juggernaut. Sure. Than Jalen Hurts being the one to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if anyone's the MVP of the Eagles, it's AJ Brown. Yeah. Um. Dude, the crazy thing to me is, like, it is possible. Now, it would be a lot, but, like, it's possible the top two MVP vote-getters are Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's over 1,000 yeah, yards. Yeah, I think if the... if the um, He's if, certainly Offensive Player of the Year right now. If the Dolphins win their division, I think you really have to consider giving that to Tyreek Hill. That's so insane. Like, he's been, he has been insane. He might get to 2,000 yards. He's at 1,009 games into the season. Yeah, he's going to have to stay healthy. And with yeah right right and he does like this is prime time Terry kill blowing a hamstring part of the year he's never had like major health issues it's just he has to have the tightest hamstrings in the world because mm-hmm. it's like he, just so springy yeah. yeah have you seen him doing Nordic curls yes I was yes. just gonna say that those like slow Nordic curls somebody's holding his feet mm-hmm. and it takes him like three and a half minutes till he hits the ground he is fucking he is the like most athletic human of all time it's fucking crazy to watch yeah um. Hell yeah. Anything else? Uh, we'll probably get out of here soon. Anything else stand out to you this weekend? Any other little tidbits you um, want to go over? I think the uh, Bengals are definitely real. Joe Mixon, five touchdowns. They just keep beating the shit out of bad teams. Well, I suppose they got dumpstered by the Browns. But <laughs> in terms of like teams with like super high ceilings, I think the Bengals are up there among the best teams in the NFL. But they're mm-hmm. also like very volatile team. Yeah, but like Joe Burrow's teams that I would be concerned about playing in the playoffs, mm-hmm. Bengals would be among the best. Yeah, and that's how it's been. Uh, ran the ball like fucking crazy, just absolutely dumpstered the Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield gets put back in. Sam Darnold was just designated to return, so maybe we have seen. Uh, I think we 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 just witnessed the end of the uh, juice from the new interim head coach run out after trading away uh, your best player. And then another difference maker on offense. I think the juice, the juice is gone. Benching two different quarterbacks. Um, Ravens and Saints right now. Ravens up 14-0. Uh, another team where the juice might be running a little bit low. But um, very good uniform matchup. These are two of my favorite uniforms in the NFL. It does seem like the Ravens. Good call. Good call. I think the Ravens get a ton of primetime NFL games because they the do. purple looks sick at night. You think that's why? Yeah. We'll look into that, and we'll look into a lot more. Uh, we'll be back. Throw I'm not even mad up. about it. I like watching the Ravens. Yeah, it's fun cool. to watch. The Ravens are a cool team. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
let's get out of here. That's what I got. We appreciate you guys for listening. Go ahead, hit that uh, subscribe, hit that follow, hit that like. Hit that bell. Uh, hit that motherfucking like button. All right, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.